Thanks for tuning in, so listeners, to tonight's presentation of Power Hour from KWZD. We've got a powerful show for you today with uh, Do Get Me Started, where we're going to talk about peer pressure today. And, you know, very polarizing, very present problem in population. Uh, we've got Business Explosion with some high-minded individuals who are going to absolutely change the business landscape as we know it and Carl Winthrop is in studio tonight Carl Winthrop tonight answering all your Valentine's issues concerns comments questions about romance and relationships at large anything that comes up that lines are currently open so call into Carl Winthrop with any questions you have any advice you need on relationships on this Valentine's Day Eve Again, this is member supported KWZD. Become a member today to support the station, support the shows you love to hear. Uh, become a monthly subscribe member today and receive a free totes with a minimum of $47 committed monthly. Receive a free tote every month for each month you are giving. Again, we depend on member supports to stay on air. This is the Power Hour from AWZD. Up first is Do Get Me Started. Hello, folks, and welcome to tonight's episode of Do Get Me Started. We've got peer pressure. Something everyone's dealt with, and an ever-present problem on your plate, and facing kids and adults alike. Peer pressure, what's its place in society at large? We've got a few key thinkers, movers, shakers, and theorists on the subject. I've got Hank Generalson here with me, formerly of the United States military, and a consultant to uh, several businesses. Uh, Dick Montgomery, of course, of the famous Montgomery Farms uh, Corporation. Ulysses Nunez, uh, noted writer on education. And John King of a popular social media platform, Friendster. Thank you all for joining me on the show today. Um, Hank, let's start off with you. You've had some very choice words to say about peer pressure and how... in. Uh, its place as uh, conformity being the source of courage com- mm-hmm. and compassion. Yeah, I think peer pressure is uh, it's very valid. We need peer pressure um, because it creates our societal norms. You know, when you have a group of people and they're popular, um, these are people that are going to uh, grow up and they're going to start you know, businesses, they're going to be our president, they're going to run our country in one form or another. And these people are the ones that you need to listen to, that you need to pay attention to. And um, if they tell you to eat some worms and get naked and run down the freeway, you know, maybe there's some logic behind it. And I think that we should listen to them. Very valid points. And eating worms is a... Uh... A bit of a uh, 
a uh, in, in the realm of the expertise of uh, Mr. Montgomery. Mr. Montgomery, uh, what has your experience as a farmer made you such an advocate for peer pressure? Now, you see, what I believe is that today what the youth need to have is a good uh, communal attitude of of asking each other what each other would do. It's quite simple if you ask me in a farm. You see, when you get to the farm, you have everybody working toward a common goal. Now, if somebody tries to stray from the work, you got to chop off the feet. That's the only way to do it. See, it's the only way to get the the product producing. It's the only way. Without without peer pressure, you're just a couple of chickens lost in the forest amongst all the wolves. So peer pressure, really, from you, in your two eyes, gentlemen, is a way of coming together, is a way of rallying people, and a way of – a most efficient way that things get done at times. Yeah, think about peer pressure in all of our military forces. Uh, you have one person telling you what to do, you know, and if you don't do that, then your peers are going to look down on you because as a unit, you are failing. We are pack animals at heart. Absolutely. Ulysses Nunez, uh, with a bit of a dissenting view on this, is uh, can you tell us about your recent paper called Poo Poo on Peer Pressure, Pop Culture and Its Pressures? Let me see. Peer pressure is really just another way to say stress. Is people are always stressing you. And that's just that's just poo-poo. That's a no-no for me. Is everyone should really just do their own thing. That's how you innovate. Is you just allow them to be themselves, do their thing. You know, you don't want to put too much stress, too much peer pressure. That just when you put that much stress on a stick, what's it do? It snaps. Very interesting. Great point. Peer pressure as a source of mental pressure, almost too much on society at large. And our last guest here, John King, who a couple years ago made a very explosive exit from the now defunct social media platform Friendster. John King, you came out in wild protest of Friendster. Some say you were fired. Others said you were literally ripped from your desk uh, and forced to leave. Uh, There were also rumblings that you took a baseball bat to the servers of Friendster and you screamed, oh, the monster we've created. Well, I'm not at liberty, like, on advice from counsel, I cannot speak on such things. Oh, my apologies. However, I can tell you that Friendster is definitely site zero for overuse of peer pressure. Now, you, you, you see other people's feeds, you see what they're doing, and they're saying, hey, this stuff's great. I'm jumping off this bridge and I'm living just fine. You know what happens next? Five people die from jumping off bridges. It is terrible. Peer pressure leads to only bad things, and I don't see how you two support it. Now you bring now the issue of bridge building brings up a great point. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention, hey, Generalism, you've done extensive work with the American uh, civil engineer community and having bridges be made. Yeah. As much many of your studies have been funded by bridge makers. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean. 
bridge building is very important. Um, and I'm talking about metaphorically and physically. You know, we need bridges to cross rivers. And if we did not have that connection of, you know, people pressuring other people to do what is necessary, then those bridges would just lead to, you know, individuals who are just soloists doing whatever they want and nothing gets accomplished. Everybody is just, you know, walking in circles, doing nothing, not crossing rivers. That's for sure. John King, your response. I, I don't think that we need to be crossing rivers. Rivers exist for a reason. They're set to divide one land from another, and we should not even communicate with people across from the river because that's what the land decided. We're over here. They're over there. In fact, I say we should burn every single bridge that exists. If, wow. if I wow. may... Mr. Um, Montgomery. If we hop on over back to the subject of... Jumping off of bridges, if I may invoke the words of the great wise Mr. Sir Isaac Newton said uh, when he was asked how he got so darn smart, he said, I stand on the corpses of giants, which which means, of course, that uh, the things that people, humans do throughout history... <clears throat> Uh, teach the future generations. If it weren't for people jumping off of bridges and dying, how would we know not to jump off of a bridge? Correct. And how would we then pressure each other, our peers, to not jump off of a bridge? Ulysses Nunez, is progression possible without peer pressures progressing the population at large? Now you see... I'm glad that y'all brought up the point of the bridges, because a bridge is just another form of peer pressure. Now you see, there are many different forms of peer pressure. Someone asking you to talk quicker, maybe. It's another form of peer pressure. Now you see, I feel if you want to talk slowly, talk slow. If you want to not cross that bridge, don't cross that bridge. If you want to jump off that bridge, who is it for you to say whether you should or should not? If I want to jump off a bridge, I should be able to do it. If I don't want to cross that bridge, I should not cross that. Interesting. Powerful points of view from our panel. I want to thank all my guests today for being on the show. And I think you've given the public a lo- a, at large a lot to think about when it comes to peer pressure. I'm Mark Davis. This was Do Get Me Started. And this is KWZD. Just saying, bridges are natural. I've given her a natural bridge. Yes, they're natural bridges. All in the tree falls. Who's to say what is? You should talk a little faster. You gotta get the point. What are you saying? Hear that, listeners? It's coming up. It's time for a business explosion. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Holzer. We got a great episode of Business Explosion coming up right here for you tonight. We have highbrow concepts with David D. Moore and Richard B. Peebles right here in the studio. About to tell you about this damn amazing business. You probably heard it. They're coming right up, straight out of the ground, 
into the mound of money, which is business consulting. They, what they do is a little unorthodox. They get themselves ridiculously high and then bring their ideas to people who would not have them otherwise. So let's say hello, Mr. Moore, Mr. Peebles. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for for having us, man. Oh, it's great to have you. You've been oh, cool. You've been making big waves. It's a it's a pleasure to be here, and it's uh, great to have our work finally recognized and to be able to come out into the public. Yeah, uh, with our uh, with our firm, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's let's get right into it. Let's get right down to. The very beginning. How is it well, that you even got people to jump on board with this? Well, it actually all started with uh, I used to be David's uh, uh, dr- dr- drug dealer would, would, would be the colloquial term for it. I used to be David's drug uh-huh, dealer. Yeah. And uh, eventually we just started talking more. His stops got longer and longer as he's a bit of a talker and a, and I'm a bit of a thinker and listener and we just kind of mesh together. It worked out real well. I just and, I talked and you know he listened and things came up from that. It's, and it's remarkable. Was we had a lot of different ideas, a lot of business ideas, um a lot of inventions that we just come up with. We'd sit around do drugs and uh of various well, natures and and think of things. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people there are a lot of people out there sitting at home probably listening to the show who do a lot of drugs and think of ideas, but none of them are doing what you two are doing. None of them are, are, are making the business growth. None of them are, are really just blowing up the industry the way you are. So what's the secret? What's the well, deal? What, what's, well, the, what's the feel that you let to get the news? I, well, we were, we were sitting there one day, and I was just—I I think our our biggest, our 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 strongest idea was was this. Like I said to him, like, man, we've got some great ideas. Like you got ideas, I got, I ideas, got ideas, and uh, people want these ideas. Like they can do stuff with. I can't do stuff with it. I don't have money. I don't have time. I don't like doing things, and so like. This people, was, people's, people's knows people. Yeah, is that was a nice thing. Is I, as in my in my line of work, I knew a lot of different people, and uh, actually, one of them was a very affluent, as seen on TV guy, uh, who creates a lot of the products that that we that we see on TV late at Whoa. night. And the big uh, breakthrough for David and I were we were hanging out with this gentleman. And uh, we took an absolutely – well, it's known as a hero dose of magic mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, it also gave us some of the most severe food poison we've ever had combined with massive constipation. But that actually gave birth to the Squatty Potty as we know it today. And that took wow. the country by storm. Just is exploded. is We exploded from our own explosion. Oh, yeah. I have – let me tell you. I have a Squatty Potty in my house. I have four. I only have three bathrooms, but I have four squatty potties, and they have changed my life. You're welcome. Well, we cut a for deal. The better. We cut a deal right there with my contact for the the rights to our idea. 
we became consultants to the business and that gave us all the capital we needed. And more than anything, it gave us um, our foot in the door yeah. to business at large as our contacts just exploded from there. I didn't have to sling – I didn't have to sling drugs anymore to uh, – to fund us is we had investors lining up at the door. We had tons of people just wanting to watch Dave and I get high and watch cartoons because we were coming up with just these crazy ideas is one of the guys from Friendster uh, hung out with us once, quit his job. That one didn't pan out well. Wow. But we have had other tech startups approach us due to these connections we've been making. Amazing. Amazing. So um. That's, I hear that you both have a book coming out. Yeah. That is um pretty controversial. So let's let's just touch on that for a second. Um Well our book is we've done everything together and, yeah. and that's been a big thing. And we thought about doing a book together. But then one day we had the idea is why write one book together when we can write two books separate, sell twice the books. So what it actually is, you need to purchase both books and combine them in order to know the book. Is you, you actually have to tear the books apart at different sections and glue them back together Amazing. to make the, the full book. My book is called Book One, The Opener. And my book is called Book Seven, another part of the book. So in that way, we have expansion, we have room for growth, and we've also contacted another company. It's interactive. It is it's highly expensive. interactive. It's, 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 it's um, very affordable. It's creative, it's affordable, it's informative, and it is blowing up the bookstores. I love it. I love you guys. And that's our show. This is Business Explosion. This is the KWCD. We'll blow up on you next week. Hello, listeners, and you're here with Carl, so let's give me a call. Now, what we're doing this week is we're, we're it's, it's a Valentine's Day special. There's hearts, there's love, there's cupids everywhere in the air, and uh, it might not work out so well for some of you, and I'm here to tell you what to do, how to do it, and how to feel while doing it. Let's, uh, let's start by... Welcome in first caller. Caller, you're on the air with Carl. Hi. Uh, hi, Carl. My name is uh, is George. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, As you yeah. might be able to tell from it's, my accent. It's it's solid Atlantean. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm in a bit of a pickle right now. Um, to attract a woman I'm really into, I, I was uh, I'm trying time and again to get her attention. And I just couldn't seem to grab it. She lives close by, neighborhood. I pass by her every day. She's sitting on the veranda, drinking sweet tea and fanning herself. So uh, just in a, in a desperate grab, I decided to steal her dog. So that way I could be the hero and uh, and and bring it to her, to her doorstep. Uh, only thing is, I've had the dog for about three weeks now because I couldn't think of what I wanted to say to her when I found it. Um, do you, I mean, do you know what I should do? All right. Well, first, I'd like to applaud you for taking a very proactive stance by taking something of hers so that she has to come to you or you come to her with the stolen object. Now, first, I'd like to ask, has she posted publicly about this dog? 
Um, yes, there are several signs around the neighborhood. They're, they're starting the day after I took the hound. Okay, and um, did, did on, on these listings, does she say that the dog answers to anything, or it, it just... Um, I gotta be honest with you, I've been ripping most of the signs down as I find them, because I don't want anybody to become suspicious of the dog I now have at my house, just right. a couple doors down. That's, that, that's smart, that's commendable. Now here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna walk up to her... And you're going to say, hey, I think I saw dog's name here. I'm going to need you to look at that poster one time, say the real name. I've just been calling it Wolf because that's all it keeps on saying when yeah. I ask what its name is. But it's her dog. She's going to she's gonna prefer the real name of the dog instead of Wolf. I mean, you could call it Wolf yourself. You know, you, you could even keep the dog and call it Wolf. You know what? I'm going to change my opinion on what you should do. What you should do is keep the dog. And tell her you got a new dog named Wolf. And that it looks a lot like her dog. And that's why you adopted it. Because you thought, you know what? She's sad. She's missing her dog. Here's this perfect dog for her. And you were thinking of her. And she will just melt in your hands. I'm going to try that tomorrow, Carl. Th thank you so much. Good luck to you and to Wolf. Now, love is love is a very... It, it's It's... It's a difficult thing. I, I've been married thrice, divorced twice, and I'm on trial separation now, but it's a wonderful thing to be in love. And I, I highly recommend it. Um, so we, we've got another caller here. Uh, caller, you're on with Carl. Hi, Carl. Hello. Hi, my name's Benjamin. I'm from Colorado. Ah, yes. Great, um, that state. Yeah, it, it's all right. Uh, what's your problem? Well, I've been dating this girl. We've been, you know, kind of like on and off for about six years now. Yeah. All right. But every Valentine's Day, I do something for her. Now, it's 2018. Why can't she do something for me? I want to feel special too, Carl. Well, okay. The the thing first you have to understand is, is Valentine's Day is... It's really not for you. It's not for her either. It's for the businesses, and you need to go out. You need to take her out and treat them well. And secondly, what you should do is get her to do something for you the day after. Say yesterday was special. Yesterday was for you. Lie to her. Tell her it's for her. And say, today, today you're doing for me because I am strong. And I am great, and you need to appreciate that, or you're going to lose me for the seventh time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and seven times. There's there's a magical number with seven that once you leave for the seventh time, it's over. And she, she needs to realize that if you leave, you're gone. Like, even if you won't leave and you change your name and stalk her and then eventually date her for the eighth time, you as you are will be gone. All right, yeah. So make a demand that she treats me. Yeah, the way and then if she doesn't, you leave. You change your entire identity, and you date her again. I like that idea. It sounds adventurous. All right, thank you. Thank you, Carl. Caller, you're on with Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey. Um, hey. 
Hi, uh, my name my name is Hal. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, you know I'm having a lot of I'm having a lot of problems with my with my girlfriend. Um, you know, I just I just don't feel like uh, uh, you know she's really that into me anymore. And I've I've done a lot of things like uh, you know I walk her home like a solid ten feet behind her every day uh, when she gets off of work. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I take her, I take her trash out and I, I sort through it to make sure everything's fine. And, uh, you know, I send her letters and flowers every day and she just keeps telling me that she's not my girlfriend and I need to leave her alone. And it's really, it's really upsetting me. And I just, I just feel like I just don't know what to do. Like, uh, you you're put in a rough position there when when I, I someone... got a tattoo of her face on 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 my neck and you showed this Carl? tattoo to her of course I did and and what was her reaction she said please leave that is that is and I said I feel like rough. you don't love me anymore and she said why why would you feel like I loved you in the first place and I was like it's obvious. It's it's very rough thing to have love fall apart in front of you. I I've been there myself as um if you were listening earlier you've heard. Yeah. And it's it's tough. Um you you're put in a crossroads. You either have to accept that it's over and that she doesn't love you anymore or ever did according to her. You know, people say weird things when when they're upset. Or you could double down, get closer, do more extra tattoos, more gifts. You could you could buy her a dog, steal that dog and give it back to her. Oh wow, I never thought of that. It, I I didn't either and then somebody came up to me with a advice and you know it sounded great. So this whole dog thing, I'm I'm thinking that there's something there. People love dogs. Amazing. Yeah, Carl, you know what? I'm not going to give up on true love and I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep believing. Cause that's what it's all about. That love, love is is what drives us. Love always wins. Thank you, Carl. Uh, you're welcome. Now, it's it's just call her. Okay. How you doing, bro? This is Chet from Long Beach, California. Yeah, Chet. Yeah, wonderful to have you on. Great to be here, bro. Oh, uh, you know what, man? I'm gonna start off and say. I'm a straight man. I'd arm wrestle anybody right now. I'll beat anybody at arm wrestling right now. I'm a I straight man. But uh, my boy Brad is—he's been looking real tasty lately, and I—I I don't know how I—I I don't know what I should do with these feelings. Well, uh, first, what what you should do is tell Brad that he looks tasty, because if I don't you know, think, man. I don't know about well, it. First, if you if you think he looks tasty, then it's something he might appreciate hearing from you. Because I know when when I'm looking good, I appreciate anyone telling me that I look good. It's it's just from the core, a compliment is is real, it's authentic, and it feels nice. Alright, so compliment but I just I'm afraid that I'm just, I'm a straight man, I'm afraid of what these feelings might mean for me. Well, for if if you're afraid, 
that that's really a sign that you should try to do something because if you're if you're gonna hate it then your fear was realized and that's the only way to know that you hate it you're so what, a lot of sense right now what Paul. you're gonna what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to take him on a date tell him how tasty he is you're gonna want to make sweet sweet passionate love to him and then never call him again all right. You know, that's the straightest thing anyone could ever do. You have to assert your heterosexuality upon him. You know what? I'm going to... This is really putting my mind knees. I'm going to go have sex with Brad right now. You go do that. Thank you, Carl. You're welcome. Now, love is... It's... It's... It's a dangerous thing, but... It's there with us all the time. And... Uh, I hope... That you find love in everything you do, anything you do. Um, I'm I'm Carl. This is KWZ. Remember, listeners, KWZD is made possible for members like you. Become a KWZD member today and receive a free tote. And receive an invite to our Wizard Wishing Jamboree this summer. Coming up in member-exclusive opportunity. So become a member today. We need your money. For shows like Call Carl, Carl Winthrop is, uh, sounds like he needs some cash. Again, this is KWZD, and this has been the Power Hour. Good night, folks.